Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. I am really happy today to have a returning guest to the show, Pocodrom. And before we get into our interview today, please go back and check out episode 26 of season one, uh, where we did Poco song, Pocodrom song, G Up. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. All right. So what have you been up to since we last talked? Wow. It's been, um, it's been kind of crazy. I mean, the first thing, the biggest thing, the, the most momentous thing on that's happened in our kind of world is we had a baby. Um, Congratulations. I remember, so I remember the conversation from season one. I think she was still pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so now we have, um, as well as our eldest little boy who is five and a half, we um, now have a five month old, which um, you think when it's the second one, you, you kind of know what you're doing and you're kind of prepared for it and it's all going to go kind of swimmingly and smoothly. And, and to an extent it has, um, but everything has changed. Everything has changed over this last year and things, um, you know, uh, music-wise, things have maybe taken slightly longer than they would have if there wasn't um, a new baby in the mix. So the, the new baby has been the biggest thing. And because of the new baby coming along, um, we also did quite a lot of renovations on our house. Um, our house, which is a tiny house. I think we probably talked about this last time, but yeah. um, we live off grid in a, in a tiny house. So we had to extend the tiny house to a slightly um, large tiny house, still tiny, but larger tiny. Um, and so, yeah, that we did all that ourselves. So that really kind of like um, took a while and took took over kind of everything. And whilst that was all going on, I managed to finally um, get the album finished that I've been working on through the whole of, of lockdown, through the whole of kind of COVID. Um, the whole thing has been working on this project, putting this album out, as well as some of the kind of standalone singles as well. So, yeah, finally, the album um, Fuzz Drops, Panda Pops, we decided to delay it till this year, uh, which meant we could put some more new songs on because I'm constantly writing songs. Um, and so... I, I kind of went, okay, we'll delay it till next year. We'll put these three new tracks on, um, one of which we're going we're gonna to hear today. And yeah, so it means that now it kind of feels like things are happening. 
I say that tentatively, but feels like spring is here and and yeah, we're booking shows and the world is turning and it feels like we're getting back to it. So yeah, new but new baby, new album. That's, that's yeah, it in yeah. a in a nutshell. Lots of big changes. I, I remember the biggest dynamic change with a second child is that you know if your first child is old enough, you as parents take care of the new baby, but so does your firstborn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that, that was kind of a neat and fun dynamic. But no matter how many kids you have, a new baby will always just be a a, a welcome chaos into the house. Yeah, welcome <laughs> chaos. That's a per- that that is sums it up perfectly. Welcome chaos. It's been good. I think because our little boy is um, our oldest little boy because um, he's yeah because he's five and a half. He's he's been amazing and he's been so good and he's been so supportive and he loves his little brother. And he's been very sweet. We've got two um, very sweet kind of loving boys. And that that was something I was, you know, really, I hope that continues. And that's something we try and instill in them. So, um, but yeah, welcome chaos sums it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, well, listening to some of your new stuff, um, I wanted to, to bring this up because uh, your songs, I, I love your songs. I love the sound. I love the synths uh, that you incorporate oh, into your you. songs. Because like I, I am a, a child of the 80s. That's when I became a music fan. And, uh, you know, Eurythmics, Duran Duran, all, all these like really fun songs that were driven by synths. And even my new album that I'm working on, it's all over the place. I just couldn't help it. But uh, it, it, talk about your, your musical influences and, and how they're kind of driving what you're doing now. Oh, the, yeah, so, since and kind of 80s, um, that kind of 80s electro stuff, um, bands like Erasure and kind of Frankie Goes to Hollywood and, and as you say, Duran Duran. And yeah, because I have I, I grew up, um, I was born in, I'm going to say when I was born, I was born in 79, um, but I grew up with two older sisters. Um, so I got into music at really, really early age the first I remember having a seven inch single um for Christmas and it was um Starship we built this city on rock and roll (laughs) which I thought was like super cool but I recently found out apparently it's like was voted like the cheesiest trashiest song ever or something like that there's a bit of cheese to it but it's still I I liked the song when it was out exactly I loved it and I got it on on seven so so from an early age I was really into into music and yeah all of that kind of 80s stuff that I heard um you know culture club and yeah so many of those acts and it and they had like a massive influence on me and also just good songwriting you know like like songs that kind of stuck you know like you think of a song like electric dreams or something like that you know just just sticks with you um and so that had a massive influence on me and then as I got older I kind of I kind of was was into so many genres when I was younger and and had as you know a lot of teenagers do had multiple kind of phases um but was always into guitar driven music as well and then kind of late discovered grunge and kind of alternative like over here it was more it was obviously like Britpop in the UK was the big thing and I was never massively into Britpop but but anything that was guitar driven you know I, I I loved and so then the, the new kind of because so many people knew me for the acoustic kind of folky stuff that I did before um the new sound is is very much driven by me and kind of my influences 
growing up and the music that I kind of I still listen to all the time um and and I kind of went I'm listening to this stuff I want to make I want to put this like like you kind of said I want to put this into um what I'm creating because I want to be playing it I want to be playing music that sounds synthy and sounds like distorted guitars and gets me jumping up and down um and that led to this kind of sound and I, I always I always say it and I, I'm repeating myself but if I if I was creating music for adults purely adults and not family music it would sound exactly the same and it would still probably be about animals because I like animals you know so I don't think it would be I did, it just wouldn't be any different it's like this is just me it's like you know I um I, I like writing songs about unicorns and pandas and squirrels and I like distorted guitars and I like you know kind of 80s sounding synths so yeah so I'm, I'm just yeah it it really I really feel happy with like with how it sounds you know when you kind of create a project and you go yeah this is this is it mm. you know I always think I you know I always think like like as soon as I finish an album I'm always thinking about the next one um but in terms of the last two years in terms of the sound and how um we've kind of crafted it and how it's turned out yeah it, I love it. I know it's my music. I don't know whether that's like corny to say it, but I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like making music that I myself like to listen to. So it's, it's good stuff. Um, and I love your uh, conversation about Britpop. I, in the 90s, I think I went through a couple of phases and, and you're in the UK. So I, I know Britpop is huge. Um, here in the early 90s to mid 90s, you know, it was all about grunge. It was all about Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Soundgarden, all sorts of really, really great bands. But I found myself um, growing tired of that. And then I discovered Britpop. And so for a period of time, I really got into Blur and Oasis and Robbie Williams and a bunch of other fun UK acts. So the 90s were a bit weird for me, but I'm influenced now by all of it because I'm still a huge fan of Robbie Williams. I, I don't know if you're, I know he's huge over in the UK, almost anonymous here. But uh, I love him, and I went and saw him live here in Las Vegas, and um, I'm just a huge fan of his. And he puts and a great show on as well. His, yeah, his shows are, are phenomenal. I remember when he did um, he did Glastonbury going back, and um, yeah, when he had that kind of full, he had like a full band, like a proper full band, and yeah, it was phenomenal. But there was some great music. I mean, even as I say, like I wasn't hugely into Britpop, but I mean, I. I was and bands like um like say Oasis and Pulp Pulp were amazing um and Cooler Shaker were another one who were phenomenal um Cooler Shaker were the first band the first kind of proper band I ever saw live was Cooler Shaker um and they were supported by another band called Space Hog who yep. were wonderful there's a Welsh band called Super Furry Animals who were so good as well and yeah the whole Britpop thing was was amazing what it what it kind of lacked um for for me um i was kind of i was maybe a bit younger when when britpop came out um and i didn't really start going to, i had quite a strict upbringing strict parents so i didn't really go to shows to bands until i was kind of 17 18 um but what i i found particularly when i started a, a kind of you know a kind of a punk back a kind of alt punk band back in the day in the 90s um was that there wasn't really that kind of like grassroots scene 
like when you compared it to you know when I think about the you know kind of watching documentaries about kind of grunge or, or kind of like like hardcore in America and things like that it always seemed like there was kind of there were the fanzines and there were the, the small kind of independent labels and as a band there was a real kind of series of stepping stones that you could go through and it never kind of felt like that happened with Britpop it, I think it got so big so quickly and it became these kind of like superstar bands like Blur and Oasis um but yeah that's but all of that you know I think everything that you listen to and everything that you know that I, I've been into I, I kind of got into stuff just by chance like I I, I might have listened to a band on the radio because back then there was, there's no YouTube um you know you can't just go on Spotify and look a band up so it's literally often circumstance where bands you happen to listen to or happen to come across on tv and you go oh that's great so you buy their album and if you hadn't have turned the tv on at that time you never would have bought that album and it might not have shaped you in, in the way that it did but yeah everything everything influences you and yeah so much of that 80s and 90s stuff it's all it's all in there it's all in there yep well i could go down this rabbit hole for hours on <laughs> me too 90s british bands and grunge and yeah, I think the 90s were probably the era that I was just the most into music, the most into discovering bands. And you know, just like you said, to to listen to a new band, sometimes you either had to hear them on the radio, you had to be lucky enough to, to see a music video on TV, or you just go into your music store and hope they have like a listening station where you could yeah. go check these bands out. Otherwise, never would have discovered them. And I know. I can't remember how I how I first discovered Robbie Williams. I might have been reading um, a magazine, Q magazine. Uh, I know that the magazine is huge over there, and there was like this really big story on him. Um, and I think I just picked up the magazine on the because uh, it had like this list of the hundred most decadent acts in rock and roll. I was like, okay, this is just be fun reading. But then it had like a, a story about Robbie Williams. So I was like, all right, well, sounds interesting. I'll I'll go check him out. That's how I got into him. And uh, yeah, really, really funny story about his concert here in Vegas, because I, I, he, he definitely is in on the joke uh, of how he never broke the U.S. in the way that he did the U.K. Sure. Um, there, there was a setup in the uh, it's at the Wynn Hotel and it's got, I think, like two Santa Clauses. One of them has a bag that's just full of letters that says Robbie's U.K. fan mail. And then there's another bag that's completely empty, minus like two or three letters. Robbie's U.S. fan mail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you know, I I kind of though I um I love I love that that thing of of when bands are massive because there's, there's obviously there's like other bands maybe like Bush I think Bush were were really big in the states weren't they and they were yeah, and they were for a while big big over here but never i don't think they were ever as big over here as they were in the states um i always think that's really funny i i mean i get mainly because of the the lack of kind of kindy kind of family music scene over here but so much i i do so so many more kind of like 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 podcasts and i get so much more radio play in the states than i do in the uk um because there just isn't the, the there isn't the scene over here in the same way there is a you know for you guys so um yeah i'm like the opposite of robbie williams but on a much 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 smaller scale (laughs) (laughs) one day one day one day one day (laughs) all right you ready to get into your songs yeah let's do it let's do it
Our song today is called Unicorns Cry. All right, what was the inspiration behind this one? So this is, um, it has a, a little bit, it's a little bit of a deep meaning. Um, it's, it's one of, I think there's maybe two or three songs on the album which are a little bit more down tempo. Um, and it's basically, it's about mental wellness. It's about how um, people aren't always as they seem and how sometimes people who seem super smiley and super happy and super joyous maybe don't always feel that way and maybe you've got that friend who is always smiling and always having a laugh but you still gotta ask them how they're doing because it's got the line in it you know underneath how are they doing because sometimes you know um they might not be feeling as happy as they seem and you know nobody is 100 happy all the time and nobody 100 has it together um and I think this message is more important than ever, really, to, you know, check on people, the importance of friends, the importance of, of chatting and how good it is to, to talk and ask people how they're doing. So so I really wanted to write this and I, I really wanted to kind of get that message out there. And, you know, you everyone thinks of unicorns as being this kind of like, you know, sparkly, kind of like joyous, glittery animal. And so I just wanted to get it across. Even unicorns have a bad day, you know? Yeah. Got it. All right. Very, very good message. Here we go. Unicorns Cry by Poco Drum. You know that friend who never lets you down. The one who's always there to pick you off the ground. Who's always laughing, smiling, seeming like they're having a blast. But not underneath, how are they doing? Have you recently asked? Recently asked Sometimes unicorns cry When things don't go their way Sometimes unicorns cry When they're having a bad day Sometimes the rainbow seems fading When the feeling kinda changes Sometimes unicorns cry Sometimes unicorns cry Let's go for a walk, let's go for a chat
that feeling kinda jaded Sometimes unicorns cry Sometimes unicorns cry So, Pokedrom, let everybody know where they can stream and download your stuff and where they can find connect with you on social media and then what's next for you. So if you go to um, Spotify, just look for um, Pokedrom on Spotify, P-O-C-O-D-R-O-M, um, you'll be able to stream the new album from the 30th of April. If you go to Pokedrom.com, uh, you can find all the links to all my social media or just search Pokedrom on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and yeah, there's a pre-save link to the album there as well. So uh, if you're hearing this before the 30th Fable, go and pre-save it and add it to your favorites. And yeah, I can't wait for everyone to hear it when it comes out. It's been a lot of work. So I'm hoping it has everyone dancing around and everyone enjoys it as much as we enjoyed making it. I imagine it will. These first couple of tracks are any indication. All right. Well, Pokedrum, thank you once again for coming back on the show. Love having you on. Love talking to you. And uh, best of luck with everything. And especially with the new baby. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure.